ever thrown you the curveball that you weren't sure what to do with? You know, the kind where you think someone should really do something about this. Have you ever thought maybe that someone is me and then found yourself on a grand adventure you never saw coming? Me too. As a special needs mom, I have been saddened by what's available to my son. But instead of wallowing in it, I decided to do something about it. Along the way, I'm meeting extraordinary people and having the most wonderful experiences I never thought I'd have. I'm so inspired by what's happening around me that I want to share it all with you. Living Your Legacy is a community where ordinary people who've been called to create something bigger than themselves can come together to be inspired, connect, learn, and live into the legacies they want to see in the world. I'm your host, Michelle Slaney Travato, and this is the Living Your Legacy Podcast. Well, hello, everybody. Michelle Slaney Travato here, and I want to welcome you to another episode of the Living Your Legacy Show. I am always on the hunt for people who do really unique things that can become legacy making. I'm always wanting to help you, our audience, get inspired as to what your legacy could be. And today's guest is no exception. She is going to help us talk about one area that could be your legacy. So let me take a moment to introduce her. My dear friend, Patricia White, is an editor and book coach who has loved the written word her whole entire life. She's also the creator of The Right Time, and right is W-R-I-T-E, The Right Time, Zoom sessions three times per week that provide time and space for people to work on their writing projects. I love that. Attendees benefit from having accountability and making steady progress, and we're going to dive into that a little bit later. Through her business, Mindful Editing, Patricia helps people bring their content to the highest level while expressing their own unique voice. And I love that part. Nothing is worse than sounding like somebody else instead of you. She edits all sorts of material and maintains that anything you write can benefit from a fresh perspective. And that is sure true. I know that for myself when I've written things. I always get an interesting perspective when somebody else looks at it. Now, folks, writing a book is hard. As a book coach, Patricia works one-on-one with a writer, guiding them through the whole entire process. She especially loves empowering women to share their stories and their expertise. Patricia is passionate about social justice and protecting the environment. She loves nature walks, especially in the redwoods. If you give her a jigsaw puzzle to work on, good luck getting her to do anything else until it's finished. So no thousand piece puzzles for you unless no one wants to see you for the day. She lives on the beautiful Monterey Bay in California with her beloved husband and two adorable cats. Patricia, welcome to the call. I'm so excited to have you here today. Thank you. I am excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my gosh, it's my pleasure. So Patricia, I always start out by asking people their story. You know, when you were in grade four and the teacher said, what do you want to be when you grow up? I'm guessing book editor might have been there, but book coach probably not in the top 100 list of things that kids say they want to be. So what did you want to be and how did you get to where you are today? 
That is a fantastic question, and I love that. And this may have been a little earlier than grade four, but yes, it was completely different from what I'm actually doing. I wanted to be a zookeeper. Cool. I loved animals, and I just thought that would be the coolest to take care of them and um, and be around them all day. So obviously that didn't happen. <laughs> I do love animals and I do love rescuing cats in particular, Um, but I also had a pretty strong draw to writing and I recently uncovered as I was looking for something in my storage, um, a little, my first little book that I wrote, I think it was first or second grade, and it was about a boy named Billy going to a rodeo. Wow. So I, I just, it kind of touched me and I was like, you know, I liked writing from very early on mm-hmm. and um, loved my English classes. I was encouraged to write. Um, I read a lot of romance novels when I was a teenager. Oh, and uh, me too. <laughs> they're great. They're so fun. And I thought, wow, I could do that. And so I dabbled a little bit and started mm-hmm. a few and then life kind of took its course. I um, I lived in New York for a while. I, I grew up in Idaho, and then I lived in California for a while, lived in New York for a while, wanted to pursue modeling and dancing, and that didn't quite happen the way I had hoped, but I'm actually really happy it didn't because I'm, I love where I am now, and um. And just did some other kinds of jobs until I landed at a company that was moving into software development, had this great mentor. I was an admin and he noticed that I was catching errors in his correspondence. And he said, you know, you could be really good at this. And he was the head of our publications department. So I ended up becoming a technical editor for our group of writers and absolutely loved that. And just continued to get mentored and and company paid for training. And I became a technical writer. And so fast forward a little bit, met my husband, got married, and um, my daughter was born. And I was full-time mom for a long time and had a few twists and turns here and there. And it was during the pandemic I decided to go back to my my first love of, of editing and working with words. And so I did that and it's just been an amazing process and it has grown to include book coaching and helping people get their stories done. I love all those pieces that you talked about. I love in your write-up that you sent me, you refer to yourself as your book wing woman, that you are off to the side supporting people as they're doing that. So let's talk a little bit about that. Like what, what is a book wing woman? Like, how does that work? Absolutely. So it's it's interesting. The way I got into book coaching, I wasn't really planning on it because I was working as an editor and had some great clients. But I had people start coming to me saying, you know, I want to write a book and I feel really safe with you and comfortable with you. And I'm, you know, they basically asked if I would help them. And so I thought, yeah, I can do this. And of course, the the content for both of them was just really wonderful and good for the world, good for community, which is right up my alley. So I said yes, and just jumped in to do it. 
And so being a wing woman, that's actually a term that one of my clients used. I helped her with a screenplay. Um, but really being a wing woman in terms of both editing and coaching is that I am right there literally beside the writer all the way. Like I'm there for support. I'm there for expertise. Um, writing is hard. And if you're writing about something emotional, it's difficult too. And while I'm not a therapist, I have a big heart and I'm a great listener. And, um, and I, so I'm there for support as well. So it's the, the technical pieces, the structure and all those things, but it's also when I'm working with someone, I'm really all in with them. I love that too. And I can attest to that. I've known Patricia for a while now and she really is this sweet all the time. <laughs> so you. Patricia, when I write, when I ask my guests to fill out a form to be on the podcast, one of the things I ask them about is to tell a challenge that they've had because nobody leads a charmed life where there's never a problem. And I love how you said that you initially wanted to be a dancer and a model and that life took some twists and turns, but you've ended up in a place that you absolutely love. And I love that life does have a way of throwing us challenges um, and twists and turns exactly when we need it, but you can't see it at the time. So I want to just talk a little bit about the challenge that you presented because of course it's near and dear to my heart as well. So here's what Here's what Patricia wrote. She wrote, her challenge was parenting a child with special needs whose medical conditions evolved, changed gears, and accumulated from the time she was growing inside Patricia until she went away to college, which I think goes back to you talking about being a full-time mom for a number of years. So let's talk a little bit about that because I always want to... Special needs parenting. Parenting is hard. Just right there. Like just actually parenting. When you add in layers of challenges and disabilities and struggles and things that are outside the realm of our own personal experience, um, you've got all these extra layers that you got to work your way through, but you still are here and smiling and happy and loving what you do and loving life. So let's talk a little about that and share a little bit about that journey with our audience. Sure, sure. Uh, Yes, it it's it's so interesting looking back after all of these years and like you just said a moment ago it's we're presented with things that are come at the right time but we don't always know that until we're looking back and um and yes my journey was was long it was not what i expected as as you can relate to and it's so interesting I, there there's two things that really stand out to me other than the fact that as a mom, you absolutely love your child. You know, you will do anything for them, right? That's just so powerful. And a couple of things I learned along the way, um, first was that having support is so critical. And at the time when my daughter was born, and actually through most of her, like up to her teen years, I didn't have a community of support. There were some services that were available in different ways through the county and the the state and whatnot, but I didn't have that community of support. I had my husband, who was my rock, and we have we are such a great team. And I feel like that is really the big thing that allowed me to get through. I also learned 
early on to be an advocate for my child, which again, when you're a special needs mom or parent, you have a different perspective on that. There's, you know, there's challenges and sometimes the experts don't know what is best. Um, And so you really have to dive in and learn and listen and recognize that you know your child better than anyone else. And of course, the experts are amazing. And my daughter would not be alive if it wasn't for all of the care that she got. But at the same time, people miss things and, you know, you've got to be very diligent. And I think I just was always in the moment throughout the years, just really being there with whatever needed to be done, whatever part of the journey we were on, whether we were learning something completely new or whatever. Um, and, and I think that's, I think that's real. Those things are really important. Um, and it wasn't until just a few years ago, like I think the last year of my daughter's year in high school, that I found my community. I joined Polka Dot Powerhouse, which of course you and I are both um, well into that world. And um, and I I do wish I had had that kind of support um, in those earlier years. Oh, I couldn't agree with you more. Community is so powerful, particularly community of sameness. Now, obviously there's no two children with any disability that are exactly the same because everybody has their own DNA and their own experience of things, but to have a community of people who they just get it, you know, when you say you're having a bad day, people can imagine what that bad day actually looks like because they've experienced their own versions of bad days. When you have Um, For our kids, sometimes the milestones are so small, they can be missed, but we see them um, and then the rest of the world may not understand why they're so significant, right? But your community would be like, oh my God, that's amazing. They get it. They get get it. That those little steps are monumental for our children. And it's so powerful. It's so powerful to have that on the days where you just want to quit. We want to pull the covers over your head, stay in bed and say, why me? Yes. Right. Why my child? Why do I need to do this? Right. Yes. Yeah. And I'm so glad you mentioned that because those little milestones are incredibly powerful. And I remember when Sydney was still really little. Um, I think she was maybe three. Um, and I was in a little group of other moms with special needs kids. And one of them was talking about a recent doctor visit. And the doctor was like listing all the things. Well, your child can't do this and they can't do that and they can't do that. And she actually stopped him and said, let's let's switch this perspective. Let's talk about what she can do. And I think that really speaks to those milestones because we have different ways of measuring how they're doing and seeing them make mm-hmm. these little little bits of progress is so important. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, I, I really agree with that. And the perspective shift. We've all heard your child cannot, your child yes. won't. It is very unlikely your child will. We've heard all those sentence starters. Mm-hmm. Um, And sometimes just hearing somebody else say, hang on a sec, let's perspective shift for somebody else can mean a complete change in how they see everything. 
Mm-hmm. Just hearing that from another parent, can you can go, oh, I can say that? Like, I can think like that? That's so powerful. I love that. So for our audience, tell us a little bit about where your daughter is now and what she's doing. She's, well, of course, I think she's amazing because she's she's my daughter. She has always pushed herself harder than anyone else can. And I learned that early on too, that I never really needed to push her because I knew, and you know, I don't mean push, but you know what I mean, like to, um, but she, she's doing great. She went away to college. She went to another country. Um, I'm in the United States and she ended up going to college in England, studying music technology which is just like right up her alley to to be with the music and all of the details of mixing and editing and all of that. And she graduated last summer with honors, I'm wow. proud to say. And she's decided to stay in the UK. She's um, She's living in Wales. And one of the things that she really thrives and that really supports her is being in nature and gardening. Mm-hmm. And she's in a house where she's got this beautiful little garden. Um, so she can do her thing. And she says she's really happy there. And to hear her say, I'm really happy is a big deal. Mm -hmm. That is such a big deal. And I love that because that inspires me to think, well, what can my son achieve? Where can he be in his life? What bragging rights am I going to get when he gets older? What can I pick up on to say, this is where he is and this is what he's loving. And I love that. So I hope that that inspires some of our audience to just pause for a minute and really perspective shift on what's going on for your kids, for you in life. Can we look at things a little bit differently? Now, this also segues really well into writing a book because sometimes you sit at a blank computer screen or a blank piece of paper and not much is happening. And your voice in your head starts in with the, well, I can't, well, I won't, it's unlikely I will. and Now, all of a sudden, you're super stuck or um, it's a situation of you've started writing some things and maybe some people told you you can't or maybe you ran into, you know, sometimes the inspiration just evaporates um, and then you come back to it and you're like, huh, I don't even know where to go next with this. So, you know, that is kind of like life. For sure. sure. And it's important to have a community around you. It's important to have people that you can talk to that get it, that can help you make sense of the jumble that's in your head. Because once it comes out of your mouth, it it can be clarified and cleared up. Yes. So you can say to somebody like a book coach, well, I'm stuck. You know, here's where I am. And I'm sure you've got lots of questions that you would ask at that point to help them free up the stuck. So let's start by talking about if somebody is thinking about or somebody has said to somebody, you know, like um, I've heard it before, you should really write a book. And lots of people just like, not me. Nah, like I can't do that. What if that little bug, it's like, you know, uh, an earworm for music gets stuck in your head and you start thinking, well, maybe I could do this. What would be some tips that you have for somebody in that particular place to maybe help them figure out how to get started? 
Sure. So there's there's a few things always. And the the first thing that I really go to with people wherever they're at in the process is what is their why? And I know that is used a lot and it's mm -hmm. a question that I've been intimidated by. But it's really important to take some time to think about that and even journal about it. And if you don't really feel like you can write, I always encourage people to use a recording device, you know, something mm -hmm. you just record into your phone or whatever app you use and just start talking through it and discover like, well, why would you want to do this? Even if someone else, you know, recommended it and said you should do this. What would your reason be? Because that's something that can really get you started. Mm -hmm. And it's also something that you can go back to when you're in the middle of the process and you're feeling stuck. Mm -hmm. That's a great thing to go back to. And, and then, of course, having support, having support. Um, and that's where I come in because I can walk you through those things. Mm -hmm. um, Another thing to do is I mentioned the recording, which is great. And also trust yourself to just write without really thinking about what you're doing. And that's a hard thing too. But if you practice and just do it without any expectation, just think about in general what your topic is and just start writing. Don't think about how it makes sense. Don't think about grammar. Don't think about organization. Just start putting the thoughts down mm -hmm. and that will really get you rolling. I love that. And I'd like to circle back to that question about your why. Um, it's not something that I really heard about until I got into business. And it took me a while to get my head around it. And you alluded to that, that it takes you a little bit. And a friend of mine, uh, Melissa Callway, she made a comment one time that I thought was very profound, that when you find your why, your why power is so much stronger than your willpower. Willpower yeah. will take you so far. But when you have a really deep seated why that resonates with you completely, it will drive you forward on all the days you want to stop. And of course, Yours is probably somewhat similar to mine. My why lives in my house. He's a handsome five foot nine young man who has needs that are going to extend past my lifetime. And I never want him to know a day of hardship, of pain, of fear. Now, I'm not talking about like my girlfriend broke my heart. I feel sad. I'm talking about like, I don't have a home or I don't have any groceries or I feel like I'm un I'm in an unsafe place and I don't know what to do. That kind of fear and pain. And when I talk about that, like there is nothing I wouldn't do to make sure that as much as I possibly can, that he doesn't have to experience those things that will drive me much longer than my willpower will. Like even now I feel it just welling up inside me when I talk about it. Um, and so that's sort of what you're alerting to, right? Is figuring out what your motivation is to write this book. Is it to change the world? Is it to inspire someone? Is it to, you know, protect animals? What is so near and dear to you that you want to put pen to paper or fingers to keyboards and yes. 
or thumbs to phones, whichever way you do it. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. right. And that you would want to, it'll propel you forward. So I love that you mentioned that because it is so important to figure it out. If you're wise, because, well, somebody said I should, that's really not enough to keep you going when it gets hard. Absolutely. That is so true. And, and you're right. It is, you know, that you've, that you've struck on your why when you do feel that, like you were just experiencing, you feel that welling up and that, you know, that passion or that whatever, for me, it kind of happens in my chest and I'm mm -hmm. like, Ooh, and that's absolutely when you know that you've hit on your why. Yep. I love that. So figuring out why you want to do this. Um, I love that you suggested just, just get started, start putting some ideas down or out in some way, whether that's, I'm going to write on my computer and just save it there, or I'm going to do it on my phone, save it to my notes, whether I'm going to voice it, because at this point, I just can't think about it. And sometimes it's easier to voice it. Like in the middle of the night, if an idea comes to you, I'm probably not going to turn on the lights and get a pen and paper. By the time I do all that, I won't remember what it was I was going to talk about. Right. So grabbing your phone and just voicing it in um, can be a way to catch those little gems and nuggets. I love that. And then to really start looking at what is your message? What are you trying to get out there into the world? It'll come. I love that. And of course, somewhere along the lines, it's probably good to talk to somebody else like you, right? To figure out how to do this. Yeah, for sure. you for being a part of the living your legacy podcast community in 2022 we can honestly say 2023 is going to be an exciting year we've got some new things going on that we'd like to share with you the living your legacy podcast is now offering advertising spots we found many entrepreneurs spent lots of money on advertising last year only to find that they weren't falling in front of their ideal audience we'd love to help you get your message out let's discuss this Click the link in the show notes to book a time to chat and see if this could be a good fit for you. So you talked about that and somebody who's just getting started, uh, who maybe feels they've got a book in them or somebody has mentioned it and now they can't let that thought go. It's kind of percolating in there. What about if somebody has actually started this process. Maybe they have a whole collection of voicemails or maybe they um, have started writing some things on their computer or on a piece of paper. They've got a notebook somewhere uh, for something they started 10 years ago and they just found it again. And they're like, oh, I really should do something with this. But they got stuck or maybe they lost their inspiration um, and now they just don't know where to go with it. Or maybe they just don't know how to end it. Like they're like, I'm here. Now what? Right. What would you suggest for those people? That's, that's the hardest thing. And the most common is that getting to that stuck place. And I think the answer is different for everyone. And and truly, I think at that point, if you're really stuck, that's when you absolutely need to get some support because we can all, you know, we all have our toolboxes where we can try different things. And if so, you know, try those. And if those aren't working to help you get going, um, get support. And it, because it may be that you've got some great ideas, but you don't really know how to organize them. It may be um, a case of 
pulling out the themes where we, you know, we go back to our English classes, but it's really just like the message of each little section and start thinking about it in terms, in, in those kinds of terms, like, okay, I wrote all this thing. What's this really about? Like, is there some main thing that's about? Um, and then look at, you know, maybe you have, I actually do have a client who spent I, it, like 25 years she's been working on this. So she has written notes. She's captured um, things she's handwritten. And that's really where we started. It was like organizing those different things. Like, okay, well, this was about this event. And let's, so let's put those together. So it's kind of like organizing like things, <laughs> I guess is a way to do it. And even though everyone is different, which I said a minute ago, I do think it comes down to really looking at what you have and trying to make a little bit of organization. Kind of like if you would declutter something in your house. Um, you know, I think that's a good analogy where you can say, okay, all of, <laughs> all of the donations go here, all of the whatever, you know, bills to pay go here, things to file goes, go here. And I think that's a, a good way to start to move forward a little bit. Yeah, obviously, if you're going to write a book, there needs to be some structure and strategy to it. There needs to be some cohesion because if there isn't, your reader is going to say, uh, I am not getting this and they probably won't finish it. Right. So right. obviously you want to want to look at how to structure that. And I would imagine as well, you talked about community and support. So finding someone, some people hiring a book coach might be a really good way, a good investment in yourself. Uh, because the reality is we can do a lot of things alone, but it takes a lot longer. It is far messier. And, uh, you know, it can be costlier in terms of your time, in terms of income, in terms of, you know, relationships. If you're just holed away in a room and you're not talking to anybody because you're trying to force this thing. Um, also, I know when I try to force things, it is never as good as when I'm in the moment and it's just kind of flowing. So obviously, when you try to force a book, it's going to feel and read forced. Um, yes. Absolutely. And people are discerning readers. So they would know that they'd be like, well, it was good to this point. But then well, I don't know what happened <laughs> after that. So obviously looking for and investing in a coach to help you um, go through that process, to structure it, to get those questions answered, to have a fresh perspective. And we talked about that at the beginning, a fresh perspective, somebody with fresh eyes. You've been looking at this thing for, in your client's case, 25 years. It is no longer fresh for you. Right. Yes. And so you may be getting lost in some of this stuff. And you also don't know what you know until you know it or don't know what you don't know until you need to know it. So you're looking at all this and you've lived this experience or this is the story you've imagined. But somebody else doesn't know those things. They don't have your background. They don't have your um, knowledge or understanding of of that. So they can start by asking questions that can make you really stop and think like, oh, have you thought about this? Or I'm unclear what's happening here. And you're like, oh, I need to elaborate on that. Or gosh, why? Why are you not clear about it? What is not clear for you? 
can help you to really refine what you're doing. Um, and having a trusted person, because obviously a book is so personal. It's kind of like your baby. You know, you yeah. love it dearly. You cannot stand to have people criticize it. It hurts when they say things like, uh, this is not great, which of course yeah. you would never say, but like your friend or your mom or your cousin might be like, well, that sucks. What are you doing? Right. So that stings. <laughs> and so you want to work with someone that you feel safe with, that you can literally be yourself, that you can say all those things that are in your head, who will collect those thoughts and then paraphrase back to you or share back to you in a different way what's going on. Because sometimes it does take somebody outside your own head, that has been my experience, to highlight some things and you're like, oh, right. I got to get rid of the stinking thinking and I need to focus over here and do something different. And so I, given just how sweet you are, I would imagine you'd be very gentle with a writer about their, about their writing. That, that is feedback that I get. Um, and, and it is important because you're right. When you're writing something, it's so personal. Even if you're writing about your expertise and teaching something with your book, it's still very personal. Mm -hmm. And you, you do want that mix of solid support, but kindness too. And I always go back to that. And I have had my, my clients say that that's like, you know, she gives great feedback, but it never feels heavy handed or, you know, it's always with this sort of light touch and this compassion and it's absolutely important for, for anyone, you know, not just me, but anyone who's working with a writer needs to have that element. Absolutely. It's a deeply personal experience mm-hmm. for them. And it's kind of an honor for you to be picked, I think, to go on the journey with them. It absolutely is. Um, again, this this client I'm working with who's had this story for so long, um, we've known each other for a while and kind of danced around this idea. And um, it it's really neat to watch them like re-engage with their story and start, you know, and, and feel that safety to open up and move forward, mm-hmm. um, knowing that they're with someone that's going to support them along the way. It's, I it's really, that. and, and it is very honoring to be trusted with that. Mm-hmm. I love that you said that. So let's shift gears ever so slightly. Um, Obviously, the title of this show is Living Your Legacy, and I want to talk a little bit about how writing a book can become someone's legacy, Um, you know, because people look at it and they're like, okay, they think of, you know, the Danielle Steeles of the world or the Tony Robbins of the world, you know, or people who've written really extraordinary books, fill in a favorite author's name here. (laughs) Yes. Um, right? Whoever that is for you, right? We think of famous people. And of course, the minute you start thinking of someone who's already accomplished so many things, it's easy to say, well, I can't, I'm not them. Um, because obviously we don't see the struggles and the, the journey that they, unless they've shared some of those things, we don't see it. And it's easy to assume that their path was very smooth and it was clear sailing and they had just a tickety boo time getting it all done. And that's not my life. So how can having a book or writing a book become someone's legacy? What are your thoughts on that? I have some very strong thoughts about that. And it's interesting that that's a word that a lot of people use 
when they're when it's a personal story, not so much with um, like sharing knowledge or expertise, but it, it comes up a lot. And I think it can can manifest in different ways. Um, it can be a legacy just for your family. Like maybe you're writing your life story or or a, a certain part of your story that was really transformational for you or really significant in some way. And just to share that with your family, I think, is a really beautiful legacy so that they have that. Um, they can understand you better while you're still with them. And then when you're gone, it can be part of that history, that family history. And I think that's really important. And another way to look at legacy is reaching reaching other people who will be touched and inspired and and we'll hear the story and go, oh, I'm not the only one. I think that is so powerful. Um, and again, I keep focusing on this one client because I don't take on many book coaching clients at once so that I can give them the full, my full attention. But that's really, she she has a multi-layered legacy for her. It's She wants to share it with her, her sons so that they understand where they come from and they're, you know, and more about their mom. But then she also wants to reach the people that this book is really going to be geared toward, the people that have shared this similar ex experience that she's had, and for them to have that sense of there's more people that have gone through this. And I can see now how how she did it. So I think those are the two, the two biggest ways that I see a legacy. And Another legacy, I feel like it's a legacy. It's kind of a hidden. When you were talking about the cost of not writing something, there can be an emotional cost to that because writing can be so healing. And I think that having, maybe it's just called a legacy for yourself, but going through that healing journey, um, which is going to have ripples to everything to all your relationships and i i think it's really important and some people don't recognize i mean if you think about anne frank did she ever think that just writing her daily diary was going to have the impact on so many people that it did um so i i think there's a few different ways to look at legacy i hope that answers it it did i'm actually so inspired by that um because when you look at it from that perspective and you touched on the word ripples, that's what was coming up for me. The idea of throwing a rock in a still body of water causes ripples and the ripples extend out quite a ways. And then one of the things that I came up with one time many moons ago was the rock never sees the ripples it makes. It's gone already. It's passed through that experience. Sometimes you get to hear about them. So for example, if you're writing something for your children and they read it, you can have that actual response back to what you're doing. But you alluded to this as well. There are so many people who are going to be affected that you have no idea of you will never hear their story. They right. may never reach out to you. You will never know, but they, you become a, a, a version of a mentor, a support system for somebody else who says just what you said, I'm not alone in this. 
This person is inspiring. Here is the struggles and the journey. And some of those struggles are similar to what I'm experiencing. Well, if she can get through this, then by golly, so can I. And it may give someone the strength or the courage to carry on. Or as we talked about at the beginning, a perspective shift. And all of a sudden, I'm going down this path. Maybe I'm bitter and angry, and I feel like the world is conspiring against me. And then somebody says something. And all of a sudden, you're like, whoa, total trajectory shift. You're on a different direction. It really makes you stop and think about your own actions, your words, your thoughts, how this is impacting your life. Is this who you want to be? Right. And it inspires you to do more things. Or even from a technical perspective, for example, I read Tony Robbins' book on money, you know, all 700 pages of it. I can't remember the title of it for the life of me, but I read that thing. And I'm in Canada and a lot of it did not, like it's written from a U.S. perspective. So a lot of those things that he talked about either don't exist here in Canada or have different names. So I did have to do some mental translation, but there were some gems in there that I have put into practice in my own life. He'll never know that unless he listens to that po this podcast, in which case, hi, Tony Robbins. Um, but, um, you know, again, it's one of those situations where from a distance, he has become a bit of a mentor in my own life because sure. he's written about his journey and what he's learned and he's talked to. He has access to world class financiers who can talk mm -hmm. eloquently around this. So you don't know. You don't know who your book might impact or what kind of positive changes you might be making in the world. But I would go so far as to say, if you don't write it, the world is going to lose something. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right? The world will miss out on some of your genius. The world will miss out on your inspiration, your amazing words, your hope, your optimism, your struggle and how you overcame it, how you worked through it. That that is something worth leaving as a legacy in the world. And it's worth living into by working through the process to get there. Absolutely. I love that. I love well all those little pieces you said there and about how it could just be for you, right? I want to be a better person. I'm stuck in this place in my life and I want to be better, stronger, happier than I am now. So I'm going to go through this process and work through it. Um, in the form of a written word so that I can, I can achieve those things in my own life. And that is truly a legacy worth living as well, right? Yeah. The yeah. world needs us so much more to live in hope and optimism. You talked about kindness, that we need to be kind to each other. Everybody's got something they're dealing with in the background. And so, so when true. we reach out in kindness, we create communities around ourselves, around the people important to us. And when you handle problems in a community that's built on kindness, it's actually easier to handle those problems. We don't have to get super aggressive or litigious or nasty because we already have those foundational layers of relationship there. Yes. And we can carry on and, you know, figure out ways to work through the hard stuff together. Um, and still maintain and be okay at the other end. I love all those things you said. It just totally inspired me today. Now I want to go write something. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> so 
Of course, I'm thinking there are going to be people who are listening to this and are like, I need more of her. So tell us a little bit now before we do this, before you share how you can be reached. One of the things that you started and you shared with me in a prior call was this co-working space on Zoom. So tell us a little bit about that. What is that? Where did it come from? Who can attend? Answer all the questions. Okay. So it is called The Right Time, W-R-I-T-E. And it is, it's Zoom sessions three times a week. I'm doing it all summer long for sure. And I think I'm going to be extending it because people are loving it. It it came from really my clients struggling to set aside time to write. And I realized I was in the same boat. <laughs> so I um, So I decided to start hosting these writing sessions. It's not a critique group. Um, you don't have to share what you're writing. It's just really dedicated time and space to work on it. And it doesn't have to be a book. It can be anything. It can be a lead magnet for your business. It can be a newsletter, um, lots of different things. It can be website copy. Um, but giving yourself that time and space, and I'm holding space for everyone, It's it's been so helpful, and, and people are really loving it. So... Yeah, I just kind of came up with it from my clients and um and that's that's what it's all about and I will have a way for you to sign up for that. I know that will be in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it's free. Is that correct? Yes, thank you. I forgot that very important piece. Yes, it's free. This is my gift to anyone and you don't have to be a client. Anyone can attend. You don't have to attend all of them. You can come just once or you can come as many times as you want. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are up to two hours. You you know, two hours is a really nice block of time to work on something. Mm-hmm. But if your schedule doesn't permit, I'm not going to say you don't sign up unless you can stay for the two hours. It's totally fine to make it work for you. Mm-hmm. I love that. So um, I was thinking too, like, what if somebody was writing their master's thesis? Like, oh, that was heavy. I remember doing that. Right. And so it would have been great to have a space where I can come in. And I would imagine now I know that people are writing and working quietly, but if somebody wanted to get some support or get a little bit like I'm stuck or, you know, I don't know how to finish this sentence. Uh, they could probably get a little bit of support there or maybe go into a breakout room and chat with that's, somebody. That's what I would. Yeah. And it's really interesting how I see people supporting each other in that way, because I do check in about halfway through and see how people are doing. And it's really this neat thing that they're supporting each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, I would. If it was a specific question, I would do a breakout room or I would arrange a little, you know, phone call or Zoom with that person to give them some help. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we're really focused on just getting the words down. I love that it's about forging community, um, community of writers, right? It's so nice because, again, you're right. People will rise to the occasion. And sometimes it's somebody else's fresh perspective, right? Who's like, hey, why well, have you tried this? Have you thought about that? And you're like, this is amazing. I'm just going to love these people. Right. That's yeah. awesome. I love that. That's amazing. So now do tell us how can people find you if they're listening to this and they're thinking, I would love to have a conversation with her to see if this is something that I could do or to maybe share some thoughts or ideas that I've got jumbled up in my head. How can people reach you? 
So the best way to reach me is on my website, through my website, which I just finalized a couple days ago. The website is mindfulediting.biz, B-I-Z. And it's very simple and straightforward. You can sign up to chat with me, whether you're looking for some editing support or book coaching, or if you're not sure what you need, just sign up and we can have a conversation. Mm -hmm. And there's also a place to sign up for the right time. Mm -hmm. And um, like I said, sign up for any any, uh, sessions that you want. And I'm also on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. And those are really the best ways to reach me. And I'm I'm always happy to talk to people about their ideas. So I'm very, very approachable and um, very happy to learn what you've got, mm-hmm. what you've got brewing. And I'm sure that those initial consultations are likely free so yes, that you they- can figure out if you guys would be a good fit for each other. So that's not yeah. a barrier to entry for anybody. Absolutely. Thank you, Michelle, for reminding. I, I forget. Absolutely. To- I'm so I used just did that. <laughs> I love being able to share that with people because of course cost can be a concern for someone. So just having that initial conversation to talk to you, to flesh out maybe some ideas, to have you share pricing and structure and all that kind of stuff would be an amazing opportunity for somebody who's considering that they've got this, this book inside them that they feel like they need to get out in the world, but no idea how to get there. So I love that. And of course, yes, all that will be in the show notes. So you'll be able to reach Patricia. Um, Patricia, I wanted to just say thank you so much. Uh, I am so excited that you've gone in this direction. Uh, I am so excited to be able to support you on your journey. You are one of my moms. I call us the dragon slayer moms who get up every day and slay the day um, with whatever's in front of us, Um, someone who took a challenge with your daughter and has, you know, really shifted your own perspective to be this amazing human being that you are so optimistic and hopeful and positive and encouraging. And I am so grateful that you said yes, and you agreed to be on the show. It is my pleasure today to talk to you. Thank you again so much for being here. You're welcome. It's been my pleasure. Does the thought of follow-up give you a foul taste? Do you find yourself wondering how you can ever stand out from the crowd, but need it to be easy and convenient? With a system like Send Out Cards, you can stay in touch and top of mind with only a few keystrokes. People's inboxes might be full, but their mailboxes are empty. Reach people literally where they live, work, or play, and watch the warm fuzzies go to work for you. See the show notes for a link where you can send your first card on me. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please submit a rating and review and share it with a friend. Together, we can inspire more people to start living their legacy too. And let's keep the conversation going. We would love to hear all about your journey in living your legacy and support you along the way. Join our Facebook community, Living Your Legacy Podcast, where we connect, collaborate, and celebrate each other. Can't wait to see you there.